Episode 6, Lessons from a Toddler. Welcome to Not Really Hungry, the podcast that explores how to eat mindfully, lose weight, and change your life. Now here's your host, Tanya Blankenship. Hello, podcast listeners. Today, I want to share with you my top seven lessons from a toddler. So these are things that I have learned from my own kid. Now, I used to think that it was my job as the mom to teach Landon everything about life. And of course, it's true. There are many things I do need to teach him, but I've realized I can learn a lot from him too. He does plenty of things that are healthy just because he wants to, and it comes naturally to him. I'm not sure why we lose some of these instinctive habits as we grow up, but I really think our lives would be a lot easier if we could reconnect with some of these habits. So lesson number one is eat slowly. Eating slowly is a great skill to develop if you want to reduce your overeating. Landon almost always eats slowly. And frankly, sometimes it feels like he's a snail. And sometimes it's kind of annoying how slow he eats, but... Sometimes it's hard to get him to focus on eating because he'd rather be playing or because he's thinking about something else or he's staring out the window looking at the trees. And it can be really frustrating sometimes when Jim and I are both done and we're just sitting there waiting on Landon to wrap up, but it's actually a good habit in the long run. Eating is definitely not his priority in life. It's more of a chore for him sometimes because it's an interruption to his Hot Wheels time. Even when he's offered a treat, there are times that he would rather keep playing than stop to eat. So recognizing Landon's priorities helped me stop and look at my patterns. Like why did I used to make food so important? And why did I obsess about certain foods? And shouldn't food be used for energy so that I can enjoy the rest of my life rather than a focus in life? And sure, I totally think food should be enjoyed and I do still enjoy my food, but I don't want my food to be my main source of joy in my life. Lesson two, stop eating when you're satisfied. We are born with the instinct to stop eating when we're satisfied. I mean, babies turn away from a bottle when they've had enough as newborns. And then toddlers learn the phrase all done very early in life. That's one of the first things we taught Landon when he was ready to stop eating for him to say all done. So it doesn't matter if he's eating broccoli or chocolate pudding. He stops when he's had enough. And it really hit me one day because he was eating a dessert and he was totally loving it. But then at some point he just stopped and said, I'm done. And I thought, what do you mean you're done? Like you haven't finished the piece of cake. How can you be done before you finish the cake? And then I realized that was my problem, not his. Like he had had enough and was telling me he had enough and that's smart. And I need to take a lesson from his book in that regard. But at some point, we kind of lose touch with our bodily cues. I don't know if it comes from eating fast because of our busy lifestyles or eating while we're distracted, but so many of us have no idea what it feels like to be hungry or to be satisfied because we're eating for reasons other than hunger. I really do think that being distracted is one of the biggest issues because with Landon, we always have him eat at the table and we have the TV turned off so that we can talk and we pay attention to our food. But as adults, we don't do that a lot of times. I mean, a lot of times we eat while we're working or driving or watching TV, and we're just oblivious to our hunger and fullness cues. 
eating slowly and stopping when you're satisfied are key components of learning how to handle your hunger. Landon, how do you know when you're hungry? Does your body tell you that you're hungry? Yeah, it does tell me that my body needs food. What happens in your body when you're hungry? My belly, um, yep, my belly says I'm hungry. Your belly says it's hungry? Yep. Does it make noises at you? Yep. It goes like, And then what does your belly say when it's time to stop eating? Does your belly tell you that it's full? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Your belly tells you it's full? Yeah, it does. Yeah? Yeah, it does. Even if it tastes super yummy? Yeah. Your body still tells you, I'm done. Yep. Lesson three, movement can be fun. Have you ever noticed how much kids love to run around? Landon loves to chase people and to be chased. Anytime we're outside, he'll say race ya and takes off running through the yard. Even when we're playing inside, he often runs back and forth between different rooms in the house. He just has a ball with it. But at some point as we grow up, exercise starts seeming like a chore. Maybe it's a bad experience in gym class or being forced to do things we don't really like. I don't know. Maybe we just get too busy and stop making it a priority. Or maybe we're just too tired because we're not eating well or sleeping well or taking care of ourselves in other ways. Whatever the reason, there's no question that kids enjoy movement more than most adults. And I feel like that's one of the key factors is the enjoyment. Kids make the movement fun And sometimes as adults, we make the movement miserable. Landon doesn't go outside to say, I'm going to go run. He goes outside to play, and then running around is just a part of playing. You know, he doesn't set a timer and say, I have to go run for 30 minutes or two miles or whatever. He just goes out and has fun. And I think we all need more fun in our lives. Being active is a great stress reliever, but so is laughter. Having the energy to play with him has been a huge benefit to me losing weight. And he's kind of teaching me to find joy in movement again by playing and getting movement through play. So that's really fun. Lesson number four is express your emotions. Oh, emotions. Toddlers can be so, so emotional. And they have so much to learn and it can be overwhelming and hard and I get it. But as a parent, dealing with those toddler emotions can be tough. Sometimes the things that Landon gets upset about seem so small in the grand scheme of things, and I get frustrated. I try to remember that they are not small things to him, but I'm far from perfect, and sometimes it is a real struggle. But as hard as it is for me to deal with the toddler emotional roller coaster, I am grateful that he expresses his emotions. It's healthy to get your feelings out. I mean, yes, we need to learn ways to cope with them cope with our feelings without having a meltdown on the floor, but we should never feel like we have to bottle our feelings up. I spent years not speaking my mind, mainly out of fear. My dad was a yeller and my mom had developed this elaborate tiptoe dance around him. And so I grew up learning that I shouldn't rock the boat. So for me, not rocking the boat became not voicing my opinion and stuffing down my feelings with food. And it was a problem in lots of areas in my life with friendships and even workplace issues. And it was a big problem in my marriage early on because 
I just wouldn't say what I was thinking, but then I would get frustrated that he didn't know what I was thinking and would expect him to read my mind. And it was just a big issue. It took a long time. It took a lot of practice. It took some therapy, but I finally learned that it's good to voice your opinions and to communicate your needs to your loved ones. It's healthy to have boundaries and it's okay to be angry or sad sometimes. You don't have to stuff all the emotion, those emotions down with food to try to avoid it. I mean, that's life. We have good emotions and sad emotions, and that's okay. But it's not okay to keep all of that inside because that could really destroy you. Talk to a friend, talk to a therapist, write it in a journal or whatever, but do not suppress your emotions. Lesson five is make quick decisions. When I ask Landon to choose between two foods or two shirts, it takes him seconds. He answers by instinct and just how he's feeling right then. He doesn't agonize over it and wonder if it's the right choice. He doesn't debate the pros and cons and worry he'll regret his choice later. He doesn't fear he'll miss out on something by picking one thing over another. But we do that, right? We get in our way so often by overanalyzing things. Sometimes we don't even start things because we're just worried that it won't be the right thing or it won't be perfect. You know, we're worried that we'll fail. And you've heard the expression on the fence, right? So actually physically sitting on a fence would be painful, but so is indecision. When we're sitting there wavering back and forth between two choices, it's exhausting. We wear ourselves out worrying about decisions and sometimes you just have to choose. Sometimes you just have to pick one. Sometimes there is no way to know which option is best without just jumping in and trying it. But if we pick something and it turns out not to be as awesome as we thought, we can change it. We are adults and we have the power to change, but by not making a decision, we get stuck and we hold ourselves back from anything. So just make the decision, quit stressing about if it's right or wrong, just make the decision and move forward. Lesson six is challenge yourself. Landon loves a challenge. I mean, I've seen him purposely do things the hard way. When he's outside playing or at a park, sometimes he'll choose the hardest way to climb instead of the easiest. Like he'll try to climb up a slide backwards or he'll go to the complicated rock wall instead of just going to the ladder that will be quick and easy. He's also getting to that stage where he wants to do things himself. Like he wants to buckle himself into his booster seat or climb up into his car seat. And of course it would be quicker and easier if we did it. And sometimes that's frustrating, but he wants to do it. He wants to learn and become more independent, and he likes that feeling of accomplishment. So when does that change for us as adults? It seems like as adults, we often want the shortcut or a quick fix or the easy way, especially with weight loss. I mean, how many times have we tried to find something easy, but why do we feel like it needs to be easy? Do we think we can't handle a challenge or is it self-doubt? Kids don't seem to have that self-doubt or fear. They believe they can do anything. So we need to follow that example and get out of our own way because we can overcome our challenges with eating and we can make peace with food and lose weight without starving and without being miserable. Lesson seven is fall down often, but don't give up. Landon falls down all the time. <laughs> like he's not clumsy, but he's just... He has no fear, so he's constantly doing crazy things and falling down. Sometimes it's just a little slip, 
and he just jumps up and keeps going like nothing even happened. And sometimes it's a full-on wipeout with bloody knees. But it doesn't stop him. He's back up and running again within minutes. Kids fall and make mistakes all the time, and it's normal. It's how they learn. We don't judge them or put them down or tell them they should give up. But we do it to ourselves, right? How often have you said to yourself, I'll never get this right. Why bother? This is too hard. I give up. Forget it. We do those kinds of things all the time. But think about the example of Landon, like just a little slip, right? He's running, his sock slips, he just self-corrects and keeps going. Well, we could do that with our eating. You know, maybe you just had a couple bites of something that you didn't plan or you ate a couple bites too many. Big deal. Self-correct, you know, get back on track the next meal or whatever. But so often we would just use that as proof that we can't do it or an excuse to beat ourselves up or an excuse to just give up. One of my favorite expressions is feedback, not failure. So we have to quit being so hard on ourselves and see it as a learning process. When we slip, it's feedback. We can look at it and see what happened to cause us to slip. And then we can work on improving it for the next time. We are patient and understanding when our kids are learning. So why can't we give that gift of understanding to ourselves? If we're trying to change years of eating habits, it is not going to happen overnight. And it's not going to happen with you being negative to yourself. I think we get it in our heads that we should know better or this shouldn't be so hard or something like that. But you guys, we have to just let go of that. Let go of the shoulds whatever you think you should know or should be able to do. This is a lot more complicated than just facts. I mean, if it was as simple as count your calories, everyone would do it and there wouldn't be a weight problem. But it's not that simple because it's so tied up with our emotions and stress and, you know, things we've learned as our, as children and years of habits. I mean, give yourself a break. It's not that simple but it is doable. You just have to work at it and hang in there. So one of Landon's favorite cartoons is Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. And for anybody that doesn't know or doesn't have kids, it's like a spinoff of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, but it's all animated. And it teaches so many good lessons that honestly, some of the lessons are really good for adults too. I mean, it's geared towards toddlers, but there's a lot of things that I hear and I'm like, oh, truth bomb. Like, A lot of adults need to watch this show. But there's this whole episode about trying, and they have this song. They keep singing, keep trying, you'll get better. And you can too. Keep trying, you'll get better. Keep trying, you'll get better. But I am trying. I have to remind him of that when he gets frustrated, but I also have to remind myself. Keep trying, you'll get better. There is no perfection. And there's no competition with anyone. My only goal is improving on where I was in the past. And tiny improvements will eventually lead to huge results. Don't think that you're going to make one huge sweeping change and then tomorrow everything is going to be perfect, rosy, and easy. That's not how it works. You have to make tiny changes along the way that you can live with and that are doable. Because otherwise you won't stick with it. 
And it's so much more important to stick with it long term than to do something extreme for a week because that doesn't get you any lasting results, right? So anyway, that's the point of that one is no matter how many times you fall, get back up and try again and you will get better and you will get there. So just a quick recap of the seven lessons. Number one, eat slowly. Number two, stop eating when you're satisfied. Number three, movement can be fun. Number four, express your emotions. Number five, make quick decisions. Number six, challenge yourself. And number seven, fall often, but don't give up. So that's it for my top seven lessons from a toddler, but I'm sure there are going to be tons of other ways that I will learn from Landon as he gets older. Just remember, keep an open mind and be kind to yourself throughout this process. You can do it, but you have to work through it. You can't skip the messy middle and show up at the finish line. You have to do the work to get there. All right, guys, until next time, remember to eat mindfully so you can lose weight and change your life. Thanks for listening to the Not Really Hungry Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email podcast at notreallyhungry.com or leave a voicemail at 330-595-4662. If you want to hear more from Not Really Hungry, check out the blog at notreallyhungry.com where you'll find even more ways to eat mindfully, lose weight, and change your life. Hey you, are you ready? Grab your pack, grab your tent, grab your gear. Jump in, we're going on an adventure. In Arizona, there's so much to see, so much to experience. At GCU, adventure is never too far away. Offering over 200 academic programs with a Christian worldview and nestled in the heart of Phoenix, you can earn your degree in fewer than four years and explore everything Arizona has to offer. Find your purpose at GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash azroadtrip.